Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun, from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made-in-America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete Houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Get him! Get him! Yeah! Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days how many days a week can you spend on As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. <laughs> it is Thanksgiving week twenty twenty one. And this is a great time for me to run a an episode that was recorded in the Hiawatha National Forest, snowshoe hare hunting with the Gingrich family, Alan, his brother John, and his stepson Samuel. My brother and I were invited to come up and spend a few days with them in their remote camp in the Hiawatha National Forest, UP of Michigan. And man, what a great time. And the reason it's it's timely for me is because rabbit hunting on Thanksgiving for my family growing up was a tradition. Every year, uh, my brother Matt, who is 13 months younger than I am, always kept beagles. I kept the coonhounds, but he kept the beagles. And I can't remember if it was prior to or after. It's probably prior to dinner. We would go out and rabbit hunt around the house and you're going to hear a little bit of those stories and things like that but but mainly we're going to talk about hares and the style of beagles that it takes to uh, be effective hare hunting in those thick north woods man i'm telling you those it is thick the uh, spruce and the evergreens and and everything grows up about six inches apart and the amazing thing is um, matt has only hunted cottontails with beagles so it was a a new experience for him 
and you're going to get his reactions, and you're going to hear from from Alan and Johnny about the style of beagles that they hunt. I think you're really going to enjoy it. We did record this very remotely, and um, it was just uh, it was a challenge, but I think you're going to enjoy this podcast. I do want to give a shout out to Alan and his family uh, for hosting this. We had great food, great time, but check out Ging 4 products, and they, that is the home of the packet charge, and they are manufacturing a system for you to charge all of your collars, your tracking units, whether it be Dogtra or Garmin. If you're tired of messing with 10 cords to, to charge your equipment, the packet charge it's all nicely packaged together. One cord plugs into the wall, and you can charge everything you've got. you got to check them out. Look for Gang 4 Packet Charge from the Gingriches. I just want to uh, wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving this week. Safe travels from Houndsman XP. We are only going to drop one episode this week. We normally drop on Mondays and Thursdays, but Thursday is Thanksgiving. And I encourage you to go back and, and listen to some of the other episodes that we've done. Um, listen to some of your favorites again. And um, have a happy Thanksgiving. It's a great, great time to be alive, the fall. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, and I want you to have a great holiday with your family and friends. Guys, the Beagles are rocking the Old South Dog Box. There's a hare to be chased. It's time to dump the box. Southern Hound Hunting Magazine is the most comprehensive magazine that represents your lifestyle as a houndsman. If you can hunt it with a hound, it is being covered in the pages of Southern Hound Hunting Magazine. You also get an in-depth look at the men and women who are engaged in this lifestyle, living it every day to the fullest. From the Rocky Mountains to the Southern Swamps and across the ocean with articles about our international houndsmen and what they're chasing across the pond. Go to southernhoundhunting.com, get your subscription for $15 a year. Southern Hound Hunting Magazine, promoting the fair chase experience. I've got a couple, up a couple times during the night, and the North Star's been hanging right here. It starts out there, and it comes around and hangs up over here. Last night, or I should say this morning when I woke up, it was bright out. Yeah. It was so bright. I've mean, walked there, back there a couple times without a light on. Yeah. Okay, so if you're going to talk, you're going to have to talk louder. Okay. Just so you know. And it's not just for my ears, it's for... What's this hidden picking up? I don't figure I'll have much to offer unless you want to talk about how not to shoot a rabbit. We're definitely going to talk about how to not shoot a rabbit. I promise you that. So, we are live in uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, 2021 at the, uh, what do we call this thing, Alan? I don't know. We can call it whatever we want to. It's like the annual little... Uh, Little hair camp hunt it is. deal on uh, what is it? In the Hiawatha. Hiawatha. Hiawatha that's, that's it. What it is. The yeah. Hiawatha hair hair adventure 2021. There you go. Yep. How many years have you guys been coming up here? Oh man, we've been coming up here for a bunch of years. I'm going to say probably the better part of ten years mm -hmm. now that we've been coming to this area. At least ten years up here. Yep. We used to hunt below the bridge, you know, before that, but in the last 10 years, we've come up here to... Uh, well, you guys right. grew up below the bridge. Yeah, we did, yeah. A little uh, town called Mayo. Down by Mayo. What is it, John, about two hours south of here, maybe? Yeah, about an hour and a half from the bridge, about two yeah. hours. Yep. Yeah. So we got... Let's do some introductions. To my right, I've got Johnny Gingrich. Yep. And then I'm happy to have my brother with me, Matt. And we got Samuel. That's my stepson. Yep. Sam. Yep. Yep. And once again, how many times have you been on this podcast? We're gonna to have to give you frequent flyer miles yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> how many times? Is this four? I don't know. 
at least three, I think. Uh, it's three, three or four. Three or four. We did one last year. Yeah, last we did one on the road home we last did. year. We did. Yeah. Stopped at the gas station, filled up with gas, and I could jump back in to drive home, and you've got the headphones out, and you say we're doing a podcast. So that's what <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I, I just kind of want to get everybody's their reflections on on being up here in the up and and hunting and stuff like that but since you johnny since you and alan are old hats at this i'd like to get matt's matt's impression of being up here yeah it's fast and furious compared to cottontails for sure <laughs> they're harder to kill <laughs> yeah yeah how many times you shoot today to kill one one air. Thirty-three percent. I already did the math. <laughs> <laughs> you can shoot at a cottontail and not hit it and kill it, though. Mm -hmm. but you can't scare a, a hare to death. I don't think. Yeah. So the reason I I really wanted to bring bring you up here is because of how much fun I had last year. Matt and I grew up in rural indiana and between coon dogs but matt always had beagles and he always liked his beagles and i mean we wore those beagles out in that little weed patch wood wooded area behind our house and all along the creek and everything for years mostly creeks i'd say yeah yeah fence lines and creeks yep yep and uh i don't know that we ever had Sally was a good little beagle. How would you describe her? Uh, fat and slow <laughs> compared to these dogs. These dogs are tall and fast. So how many? How many did you keep back then? Did you have several or just a couple or what? Uh, she was the main one, and then um, I think somebody gave me a taller dog named Barney. Yeah, I did. It's pretty good. I got him from that family up by Edinburgh. Barney. Yeah, he was weird. He could climb really well, but he, you couldn't get close to him. You'd have to just put the tailgate down. He'd get in. He'd go hunt. Mm. Didn't, he didn't want to be touched. <laughs> yeah. But we, I think at one time you had had four. I mean, with, with Barney. She and had a litter of pups from a stray dog. Something. And they were action-packed. Those were, they were. They were more like uh, bloodthirsty rabbit dogs. <laughs> they, they were fast. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just one of those deals. It's like I remember when you know I don't know how how many years we have Thanksgiving dinner at our house, and and one of the highlights after Thanksgiving dinner was taking your beagles and going on a rabbit hunt. We saw all kinds of crazy stuff with Uncle Steve. You remember him wearing those cowboy boots on that snow? It snowed that that year. He's wearing cowboy boots and he's shooting mom's Browning twenty two rifle. Well, that was part of it. Thanksgiving dinner and hunting rabbits. Nobody wore hunter orange. It's a good thing the game warden did, didn't come around. <laughs> We'd all got hooked up, got tickets for something. Yeah, but. yeah. So how do you guys? So so how do you guys get into beagles, Johnny? Well, we we just always uh, been around it, and they're in Mayo and stuff. It was kind of we hunted with guys that had beagles. I don't know that we had our own really. Did we had a few? I guess we had some of our own, and then we always got uh, we always went with a few of the old timers from around town, and they kind of taught us the ropes. And I don't know, it just kind of went from there. I just remember we always hunted, and you know after chores or whatever there on the farm we'd just go out back and we'd you, we'd run some cottontail but we'd run a lot of hair right there on the farm we grew up on you had hair all the way up in the yeah below the bridge yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. close to the osable river down there and then i moved to ohio about oh 95 i guess it was and uh got down there and every, every there was a lot of cottontail down there a lot of beagles a lot of, a lot of good cottontail beagles but uh I remember the first snow come around, you know, and they put the dogs up. They said, you can't run in the snow. Well, I knew you could run in the snow because that's the only time we hunted was in the snow. 
snow yeah. and cold up north. So, yeah. So I just, I don't know, we just uh, had a lot of fun running cottontails and stuff in Ohio, but just had a hankering always to go back up north and run those hair. And that's kind of why we started coming up here. So, yeah. You guys have been making this a family, like a family deal. You guys wouldn't even allow us to come up the first weekend because it was like exclusively family for the Gingriches. Didn't even show yeah, up this year. Right. <laughs> Nobody but Gingrich is allowed yeah, no, in the Hiawatha. No, we uh, we wanted to make sure we had enough room for everybody, you know, and, and we were going to be up here for. Uh, I tried to make it a ten-day deal with John here, but uh, we're going to make it about seven or eight, I guess. So that's good enough, but. Johnny's talking about he doesn't remember us the, or us having beagles back home, but uh, not to date myself, but uh, he was quite a bit younger than I. But Paul and I used to have a couple when we were, you know, uh, when we were uh, kids there. And I don't know. See, I left. Uh, I don't know how old you would have been. So you may not even really remember that some of those uh, some of those dogs that we had. Well, I remember back we then. had a few. Didn't Uncle Sam have a dog or yeah. two or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, probably the same place you used to find hair. You know, after we were gone, was back there in that little yeah. that little corner of the yep. property there in the northeast corner there. Yep. There and then on over to the neighbors. But yep. yeah, just like you know, for Paul and I, or at least for me, we loved it when we'd get on a hair. That was loved basically it. just on the back forty. Yeah. 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 Well, the cool thing about coming up here, I mean, we've talked about it all, all day, but, you know, people are like, oh, you guys are going up to the UP. What are you going up there for? We're going to go up and, you know, we're going to hunt hares. Like, you're going to go all the way up there to hunt rabbits? And they're not rabbits, are they, Alan? No, they're not rabbits. What are they? They're hares. They're snowshoe hares. It's snowshoe the, hares. It's not the same thing, Chris. It's two different things, two different species. <laughs> yeah, you can't call it a rabbit around here, right? No, no. I got corrected all night last night. No rabbits. But the thing for me coming up here is, I mean, just listen. There's nothing. I mean, there's no jets flying over. There's no noise pollution. There's no light pollution. And you can just drive down the road, and when you find good rabbitat, you just pull over and dump the dogs out, and you don't worry about it. And that's something that you don't get this side of the Mississippi River very many places. Yeah, there's just not many places left where you can, like, a do-it-yourself type mm. of hunt, you know. But you can up here the in the Hiawatha if you know what to look for, you know, the snowshoe habitat. uh Man, we love it up here. That's why we come up here every year. We just have a blast. You know, this time of the year, we're here on the, uh, the, the uh, what is it, third weekend in, or mm. third week in mm. October, so there's no snow on the ground yet. But it's, uh, uh, they just started turning color, but it's just a great time. Oftentimes, the running is just excellent this time of the year. We've had good running this week, uh, all week, except for yesterday. We had some sunshine. Most of the time it's been overcast, had a little bit of drizzle, rain, and everything, mostly overcast. Yesterday we had some sunshine, a little bit of wind, and we struggled a little bit. But other than that, man, it's just, it's generally this time of the year is just a good time to come up here. Yeah. It's nice to have a half a dozen dogs or whatever so we don't wear them out and yeah. on the first day or whatever we kind of tra trade, up, trade off. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, after yesterday... I looked over at Matt. We'd been out there all afternoon, and I was thinking, holy crap, you know, he's going to think we drove nine hours yesterday <laughs> for this. And, uh, yeah. Would you, <laughs> did you see, did you think that? No, it's all about the experience of being up here. This is a fantastic place to visit, hunt, and just get outdoors. You got the camp set up and, you know, it's just it's just cool, it's just cool. So, I want I do want to talk a little bit about drill down into this concept of the difference between a cottontail dog and a hair dog. You know, because you've Johnny, you've said several times that that your dogs are a little more hair, you know, hair bred mm -hmm. type beagles. And uh, what does that what does that mean? 
Well, the first thing I think about when I think about a hair dog is stamina, a dog that can just get out there and, and, and go. I mean, we're not talking about just briars. We're talking about covering some ground and, you know, uh, looking for these hair and then being able to hang with one, uh, not just a couple squiggly 100, 250 yards. I'm, I'm, we're talking about miles, you know, uh, through these cedar swamps and all that kind of stuff. And it takes a little special dog. It takes a gritty dog to to hang in there. It doesn't, we don't have to be really flashy, but they just need to, uh, it's just a little, it's a little different line, you know. And I like a big dog, uh, uh, traditionally, you know, if there's snow on the ground or whatever, you need something that can uh, navigate through that and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, there's there's dogs that are bred for that, that are uh, more bred for hair. And, and and a lot of dogs will do both, actually. You'll bring cottontail dogs up here. They'll do fine, most of them. They don't all, but most of them do. So um, you can kind of do both with them. But I have, uh, I kind of tend to lean towards a, the hairbred dogs. So, so but have you got hair there in Holmes County? No. Uh-uh. But no. so you're running them on cottontail most of the time, them right? On cottontail there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And do they do good on cottontail? They do. They do very good. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Briar Creek Kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter. Boots, lights, collars, and tracking equipment. Dog boxes, kennel supplies, collars, clothes, squalors. Whoo! They have it all. Briar Creek Kennel is a garment and dog trade dealer. Owner Chris Girth will ensure Briar Creek Kennel customers will get top of the industry customer service. Whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event, Chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer. Chris Girth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels, offering a hound hunting public generations of excellence. Check out Dogs Are Treed at dogsartreed.com. Leashes, tieouts, medical kits, paws are protected, and dogs are hydrated, cutting edge, high quality gear for you, the houndsman. Gear designed for houndsmen by houndsmen with the highest level of craftsmanship available. Dogs Are Treat is also the exclusive dealer for Houndsman XP Podcast logo wear. We're working on our line over there, but we just dropped some new hats at Dogs Are Treat. And you can see them on our page at dogsartreed.com. And don't forget at checkout, enter the code HXP 20% off all capital letters, and you will get 20% off of your entire order. Find them today at dogsartreed at dogsartreed.com. So I was trialing a, a hair dog uh, uh, at, at, a, uh, at a field trial in, in close to home, and there was a big snowstorm, dumped a foot of snow that morning, and I think there was, I don't know, out of 40-some dogs, she was the only dog that come in with any kind of points. The only dog that come in with points. And I what think. It, why? Why? What's the difference? Snow, between... whatever. Just kind of. I don't know. Just kind of. Uh, right in her wheel off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was more. It was more. It, she was. She knew what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, describe the difference for people in the difference. Describe the difference between a cottontail will run and a hare will run. I don't think people really. If you're just like for us coming from southern Indiana and growing up hunting cocktails and then you get up here and you listen to a hair race it's it's crazy different. Yeah, so back home, you know, we always look for growed up farmsteads and you know, you know, fence rows and weeds and that kind of thing or whatever and uh you get up into this north country and it looks a little desolate and yeah, they got these big you know swamps and wooded areas or whatever and it just kind of sort of looks like there's nothing there or whatever and you turn these dogs loose and they come out with these hair you know they just uh i don't know it's just a whole different uh just a whole different deal i guess it's a 
kind of the same type of, I mean, if you like cottontail hunting and love to hear dogs run, you'll like, you'll like this hair thing, but it's kind of, it's, it's kind of same, but it's a lot different. You might have, you might have one or two hair in a day that that's all you need. If they run good, that's all you need to last for a whole day where a uh, cottontail, you might need a three or four or six or eight or whatever, you know, and they go to a hole and these hair will not go to a hole. That's, that's, that's one of the big differences. They'll, they might go to into some of these blowdowns and give the dogs a rough time, but they will not go into a hole and, and just stay there. I mean, they'll hide, they'll, they'll climb into, uh, you know, branches and, and roots and that kind of thing, but they won't go to ground. They won't, they won't dig a hole and go to ground or whatever. So, so when you say they're climbing branches, you talking about they're climbing trees or are they climbing over blowdowns? Just blowdowns like and that kind yeah. of stuff. They'll climb up in, you know, and, and the dogs will be underneath looking for them or whatever. Unless they get up in there, they'll probably won't find them. Yeah, scale- there's not many loses, but there's some. Every once in a while, there's some loses. So. Scaling rocks and, yeah. I mean, just doing crazy stuff that these snowshoes do. Yeah. But, Matt, what's one of the biggest things you've seen different between running cottontails at home and then first time experience coming in up here and watching these hair run well you kind of trade briar patches and fence rows in uh, hardwood trees for um, like Johnny was talking about swamp areas and really dense fir and pine cedar thickets where 15 yards is a long way to have you know a visual where at home you can see 50 to 75 yards a lot of times yeah well, what about what about the length of the races that's the thing that create how long did we run that rabbit sef- or i'm sorry hair i'm sorry Al. <laughs> that's yeah it's hair. A hair hair how long did we run the hair this afternoon You're right uh i think it was around two hours but the interesting thing to me is at one point the dog was so far away from us that couldn't hear it anymore and i've really never experienced that with cottontails usually they They'll run out about 100 yards or so and come back around. When you don't hear them, you're thinking off game, right? Correct. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, only, that's only if you're hunting trashy plots. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, I've, I've thought about it a couple times. It's like they're taking something out of there, and I'm thinking, that isn't, that's not a rabbit. That's got to be something a lot longer like, and then they bring it back around and they're crossing the trail with air. We lo- they took off on that one and we thought it was today. We thought it was, uh, they actually switched tracks. You said it, but they bring it. You saw the hair cross the road. The dogs cross right there. They get in there and they jump it again. And then Matt ended up shooting it, you know, and killing it yeah. on his, on his fifth shot. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's exaggerating. I think it was only four, wasn't it? It was five. No, it was five. You know it was. Don't try to be nice now just just because he can. We want him to come back next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is so much fun, though. This afternoon, just like the, that place we were at this afternoon, just running that same hair, like Johnny said, or Matt, too. You know, they'll run it for a couple hours like that. It's just a whole lot different than cottontail, really. You know, it, it's you're still you're still. It's kind of the same, but it's totally different. Whoever said that, you know, yeah. um, it's hard sometimes. To, they're not as predictable. You know, a, a cottontail is a lot more predictable, uh, making a circle and coming back to where they jumped it a lot of times, and not that far from it. Whereas a hare, you never know what they're going to do. They may make a big old loop, make big old circles, or go out straight line, come back and kind of weave and wind around and and do all kinds of things. They're just unpredictable. That's what that's one of the things I think makes it so exciting to uh, to go after them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, one time you think, okay, this is the time they're going to bring it right back through here, and they're ta- and that hare is taking them on a ride for seven or eight hundred yards through a mm-hmm. swamp. I mean, it's crazy, 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 for sure. So let's talk about the differences between, like, a hair dog and a cottontail dog. What's what's the main difference that you have seen when you're talking about a dog that's bred for hair? 
What's different about that dog than a than a cottontail dog? I think Johnny kind of covered it a little bit, and I would agree. You know, a lot of it is stamina, and the stamina not is not just to run, be able to run for a couple of hours, but all day long, really. You know, uh, and you got to have you got to have the dogs in shape, but they also got to have that drive and that want to run all day long. You know, a dog that's going to get bored by running uh, is not probably not going to make a good uh, a good hair dog. You know, have you seen dogs that'd be bored from well, running? I, I, Probably so, yeah. I've seen dogs that just kind of don't have, kind of have that quit in them. It just seems a lot of hair hound dogs. You talk about dogs that are bred, hair hound dogs bred. A lot of them are just simply bred with more grit, more desire, probably uh, than than uh, maybe some of your other uh, rabbit dogs might be. I never thought about it like that, but a dog. And gets... It's all about the purpose. Well, you know what you need them for, and hair. You got to have it. Yeah, you got to have it. I never thought about that like that. A dog gets bored from running you know when, when a dog comes out you think they're tired mm -hmm. or you think they're there's something like that but i think there's probably something to that it's like man i've been running this rabbit for two hours and i'm just kind of tired of it yeah yeah and you know what i what i love when you hear here at night here we've got the truck sitting around here we've got uh, dogs out here we've got some boxes over here with some dogs in it we don't hear much movement at all and the only thing you hear is dogs out here snoring right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is going to be ready to go first thing in the morning. They do get wore out. Yeah. That's what we're going to hear from Johnny here in a little bit, too. How many miles you put on today, Johnny? Whew, I don't know. A couple, three, four, five. He's not talking about his dogs either. Yeah, no. Yeah. Get in and out of a couple of them swamps, getting a couple of dogs out. Man, oh, man. You showed me one picture of some place yeah. you went into. Yeah. And I asked you if you took, you were taking a picture of the ground. Yeah. No, it it's was, like, no, that was straight ahead. Yeah, it was straight ahead. Yeah. I mean, it was solid, blocked off, crazy. Yeah, so. Sometimes these, uh, these dogs will show you where these rabbits go to hide you know it's in hair, some of the Johnny, hair 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 they, yeah it's hair they go in there they go into these swamps it seems like that's what they they got to have a swamp close by to sort of exist a little bit and i think that's another big difference in these cottontail dogs and these hair dogs is uh they gotta there's a lot of different uh, uh types of uh uh you know, water and, 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 uh, you know, dirt and roots and mm -hmm. leaves and all terrain all, changes, a lot of different terrain changes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. More than just, uh, you know, a fence row or briars and, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's pretty consistent. I, nothing, not taking away anything no. from cottontail hunters, no, but absolutely not. you know, it's no, just, uh, it's just a different, yeah, yep. just different. a little more consistent ground when you're hunting cottontails. But I guess if you took a hair dog up here it's, and you ran him in this every day, it'd be consistent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it would be. I, I'm going to say a lot of your hair dogs are probably going to uh, get away with the having a little more foot, a little more speed or whatever, because they can kind of pick up their head and go with it, you know, in a straight line. As a matter of fact, they have to. A, yeah. a good hair dog is not probably, they got to lift their head and go. They if do. you don't keep a little pressure on them, they'll, they'll, these yeah. hair will uh, be able to. Yeah hide on him somewhere in these swamps i think one of the things that amazed me was like you guys always let a hair come through a couple times before we get serious yeah. about you know picking up the gun but you would see you see the hair cross a minute before the dogs came through sometimes mm -hmm. and the next time they bring it back they'd be 10 yards or you know they'd be right on it yeah, yeah. and to think that they can go out there and make up that kind of ground mm -hmm. and bring that hair back around to you, that that was that was impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes they're a couple, three, four hundred yards away. Next thing you know, they're right here in front of you, trying to cross the road with. And them. it happens quick. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, you hear them coming, hear them coming, hear them coming, and it, who said it? Somebody said if you're not ready, then it's you got to be ready late. to shoot. <laughs> you're too late. Yeah. Yeah. Samuel's been working on a uh, shooting stick. That shooting stick cost me a rabbit, actually, or a hair, I should say. <laughs> and, yeah, yep. I had the audacity to try and move up a street with it. And uh, right as I'm moving up, I got the gun up and 
Right, I was about to start setting up that that hair across the street, and it was just that set, that second was too late. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you got the notch cut in the top of the stick, and he's sitting there resting the shotgun on the stick, and I'm thinking, what is he's using shooting sticks for for hair, and uh, but he's ready. You know, he's getting he's getting ready, getting ready to pull the trigger. <laughs> hey, he's put some meat in the freezer this week. Dakota 283 offers you unparalleled protection for your hounds. We're talking about military-grade kennel crates. Uh, I got got one of these two-door kennel crates here at the house. It is super heavy-duty. It's got slap latches on it that are stainless steel. Easily fits in the back of an SUV, or if you're traveling with a camper shell, it's a great way to keep your dog protected while you are traveling. You just got to check out their Dash Series. This is a watering system, and I've used a lot of these portable waterers over the years, but this system is all integrated into one unit, and the way it's designed out of high-impact plastic the water stays in the tank when you're not using it because you can put a plug in it. Check them out. Uh, the 3.5 is also compact enough that I can store it behind the seat of my pickup truck while I'm out hunting when it's super cold. I've had exterior tanks before, and as soon as I go to cold climates, then I've got to figure out how I'm going to get water to my hounds, and the dash takes care of that. So check out Dakota 283 at dakota283.com and at checkout enter the code HXP10 and get 10% off of your order Houndsman XP is very proud of our partnership with the organization Freedom Hunters Freedom Hunters is a nonprofit organization that takes America's veterans hunting from field to field from the battlefield to a field near you when you volunteer your time to take America's Warriors hunting with you and your hounds. It's easy. Go to houndsmanxp.com, click on the partnership tab, and it will take you to Freedom Hunters. You can go direct to their website to make donations at freedomhunters.org. Support America's heroes. Let's pay it back. Visit Freedom Hunters at freedomhunters.org or go to houndsmanxp.com. And you can find them on our website from field to field. You know, the one thing, one, you're talking about the difference between cottontail and hair. You know, we use these Garmin's and you can watch on the tracks on your map. We, we showed you guys that, Matt, we showed some of that to you, you know, just the difference. But they just plaster that. You know, it's not just a, it's not just a racetrack. They have got the whole area. After a couple mm-hmm. hours, it's amazing how they can just track up everywhere. They painted you know, the whole section. Oh man! You know, you normally like if you're if you're bear hunting or you're coon hunting or something like that, they can go in there and scribble a dot if they're blue ticking around in there and stuff. But man, after you run a hare for two hours, that's another element that is uh, that is that is tough on dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to you know they 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 make a, a loop out and come back into maybe an area where they've run around and uh, tracked up take it back out come back in the more times they come back into this area and a lot of times those hair just love doing that you know mm. get into that certain area and you look on your garment how they've got it tracked up you gotta it's pretty amazing what those dogs can do to to uh you know some of them are just better at it than others you know after a little while you know to to keep that track going like that but that's something you don't really run into uh cottontail hunting not like this yeah because mm. you know second first or second pass and they make a they make yeah. a pass and yeah. you're you're gunning the rabbit at yeah. that mm-hmm. point so mm-hmm. we can call those rabbits yeah. all right so so how do you how do you put together a pack of hair dogs because i mean are all your dogs consistently running same speed or do you have swing dogs or do you have some dogs that are a little bit slower they'll pick up a lose hmm. you know what do you guys what how do you guys construct a pack because i've heard you the, talk about the a team and the, a team and the b team yeah right? the a team yeah. and the b team <laughs> you know so i mean it, you got to do you got to put a little planning in it especially if you're <laughs> at it for a couple of days because you can uh you can uh 
ruin it in a day if you don't have the right dogs put together or whatever. You know, you have to have your your dogs that kind of run together, run the same speed or, or do the same thing or whatever. You know, you kind of run those together, and, and you just uh, you can't run them out all day usually because sometimes you'll get 25 miles a day, and that's just too much for these dogs day after day after day. So we have a couple of packs we put together, you know, and and uh, depends on the the area we hunt in and all that and i don't know alan you there's, there's spent a lot of time planning. yeah there, there's a couple of elements that you want to look for one is one is we're not walking these dogs out through to, to hunt for a hare you can't you can't they got to do it we're not going to walk them out across a field or or you know down this fence yeah. row or what have you you know they got to go hunt for these so that's one of the we got to have dogs that go out and hunt. So we're talking about putting packs together, and and we really don't. Most of the dogs that we have will go out and hunt on their own. Don't need to be. Uh, but that's one thing that's a little bit different. You know, cottontail hunting. One of the things you sometimes you do want your dogs to hunt with you. You know, and that's true in cottontail hunting. You want them to hunt with you and handle like that. Up here, you get uh, you get it. You want to have a dog that goes out, and sometimes they have to go out. You know, it's nothing for them to have to go out two, three, four, five hundred yards to uh, go jump a hare. Yeah. So they have to they have to hunt. They have to have that desire to. So when you put packs together, that's that's one of the elements we want to make sure we have a dog in a in the pack or a couple dogs that that are going to go do that. You range know, if, out. If if they're not going to range out, we're probably not going to get a hare up. Then the other thing for me too is always kind of is always kind of speed and, and uh, is kind of foot. You know, sometimes we'll have some dogs that are just footier than others, and if you run a slower dog with a with a couple of footier dogs, why the slower dog is just not going to contribute much. You know, and you're better served, I think. To, and that's one thing I like to watch for a little bit. Well, they pick up loses though. I mean, cause, oh yeah, sure. Because a fast dog can overrun tracks sure. and absolutely they'll they'll do that but otherwise you know sometimes it i don't know it just works better i think you know to have uh more so more so on hair than than because if you have a if you have a fast dog really fast dog they can stretch they can stretch them out pretty quickly we have one johnny has one that he's running up here this week that is uh He'll laugh if I if I say that, but I noticed the first day already, man. He's gonna he's gonna stretch a couple of my females out pretty good. It's just the way he is, you know. He'll stretch them out, and uh, and I think we have we have uh, the one female I brought up here. She's an excellent excellent dog, you know, and so she's better served to do to serve the whole pack well if she's if she's in a pack that is more her speed. And you talking she, about fiddle? No, I'm not talking. She's not fiddle. I'm talking about Dottie. I like fiddle. Yeah, yeah. Fiddle's like just fiddle. we we overfed her a little too much before. <laughs> we just, I don't know what happened, Sam. <laughs> I've been on the road for seven weeks in a row, and we brought Fatty along up here. <laughs> you told me half a scoop. I gave her half a scoop. Yeah. Well, it seemed like every time the pack come across the driveway somewhere or whatever, the last one in line, there's Fiddle, and she'd almost stop and look at us. Yeah, f- Fiddle. Going. Yeah. <laughs> Fiddle's doing her own thing. I like Fiddle. No, but that's just but, one of the, that's just one of the uh, one of the differences that I look for. You know, when you switch when you switch up packs, you know, in the middle of the day, or you kind of split them up a little bit. We talk about running dogs all day long. We'll have some that will run all day, and we do sometimes. But on they this, ran all day today. Yeah, on this trip, we we tried to kind of for the most part uh, split them up a little bit, a couple of packs a day. So you got to kind of watch some of those. But things. if you if you get that that freaking nature that that phenomenal fast can really put pressure on a hare and you don't have other dogs to go with him how how does that affect your hunt i mean are you there's got to be phenoms within the the beagle community you know that that just know how to do it Mm -hmm. but you guys are all your dogs, when they when they cross that line or when they come across the road, there's not much space between them, and you guys you guys have figured out how to manage that a little bit. Yeah, and that's that's what I like to see. I like to. I think last year when you and I were up here, you asked me the question, "What's the one of the things I want every dog? What do I look for a dog to be in the pack?" And and I think I told, probably told you, contribute. I, I want to see every one of them contribute in some way. If if you have dogs in there that just do everything and they have no chance or no opportunity to contribute at all, 
uh, they're not doing much good, mm-hmm. really. And sometimes you have a dog that can do that, but if, if they don't get that opportunity, you know, there's always a faster dog, always mm-hmm. there first, da 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 da, da this, that. Uh, it's kind and, of a... And they're going to have to uh, pick up their head and kind of go with the pack. Yeah. Uh, uh, otherwise, you know, they, there's, no, there's no sense in hanging back or whatever we need to pick their heads up and move out i guess the other the other thing i think that happens sometimes if you run if you run and we're talking running hours here mm-hmm. uh, one of the differences and is if you have a dog that is just slower than a, if you have have them in with faster dogs sometimes you'll get dogs that just finally get tired mm-hmm. and sick of that get a little jealous maybe and they will just want to split off and go mm-hmm. run their own that's you don't what, you don't yeah. want that to happen and that will sometimes you see that sometimes if you're can't if, keep up can't keep up and they will eventually just yeah. go split off and yeah. that's not that's not really a good thing. You know, so, so then you, you don't want to you don't want to you know turn hare hunting into hound hunting exactly. at that point. Yeah. Exactly. Trying to round up hounds and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So so when you well, I had a had a line of que- a question I was going to ask you there about the types of hounds, but. I think you guys pretty much covered it on that part. You guys are getting you're getting good at this, Alan. Well, I love it. I'm telling you, you know, it's uh I mean me, this podcasting thing. You're getting <laughs> you're getting good at podcasting. <laughs> I don't know about that, but this is just uh you know, there's I love I I love hunting with a lot of different dogs. You know, I love coon hunting this and that, you know, but for me uh with my work schedule and everything uh, the month of September is always full every weekend thing, six, seven weekends working uh, with my job. And then this week in October, getting, getting, being able to get away for a week and doing something I've done as since I was a kid, man, this is it for me. This is my passion, kind of get away from it all. And it makes it even better to be here with my brothers and family. Really, yeah, makes it good. Well, and then, what, and then also to have, have other friends come up and share some of the same, uh, have some fun with it. Just like uh, it's good for you to bring your brother Matt up here, good to meet him, and and hope he's had fun too. No, I've had a blast. Mm-hmm. You know, having the having the fires goes really well with the uh, hare hunting and stuff because you know we spend a lot of time standing around waiting on them dogs to come back from five six hundred yards out or whatever. Sometimes, sometimes not. You know. Yeah. So there's always, uh, you know, you gotta have a fire, gotta have some chairs, you gotta have. Any anybody can do this. You, if you can sit in a chair, you can hunt hare. <laughs> I think really. I'm way less tired hunting hare than I ever was hunting yeah. cottontail. Oh yeah. I mean, so the guys at camp, they get just as much as many shots as uh, opportunities as the guys out there in the bush. You know. That's a cool thing. Like this camp. We turned lo- dogs loose from here this morning. I mean, we're sitting here eating bacon and eggs and, you know, drinking coffee, and the dogs are already, they've already got a hair running. And That's cool, it, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. It's its really cool. Your eggs never tasted so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sitting on sitting in chairs out here on the road, mm-hmm. listening to him swing this hair three or four hundred yards out in this place that has no noise pollution so you can hear them forever well most people can't i can't <laughs> but uh person with decent hearing can hear them yeah you talked about how quiet it is so last night on the way back to camp we were at a different area so we dropped johnny off and with a couple dogs a mile and a half up the road well it's kind of a uh caddy for a corner from here a mile it's a good what is a, maybe not quite a mile and a half from here yeah we came back here to camp, turned some dogs loose here, and uh, got on a hare right away before his did, actually. And his dogs hear ours and, and can hear them from there, mm-hmm. and we've got one of his makes its way over this way. That's yeah. over a mile away, so you talk about quiet around mm-hmm. here. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing area, amazing amazing time, and I'm, I'm grateful that you invited me to come up here because I, I got to tell you, the first time you're like, Man, you ought to come up to the UP and run hair with me. I'm thinking, man, drive nine hours <laughs> to chase a rabbit. And then I got up here and I did it. And I was like, wow, this is this is cool. You know, just 
just the idea of, like you said, Johnny, about having a campfire. I, I don't think we stop anywhere without somebody, especially in the morning, without somebody building a campfire, getting ready, for, and then we're cooking, we're cooking hamburgers on the grill for lunch, and that's out in the field wherever we are. Yeah, yeah wherever we're mm-hmm. at, and it's it's not a it's not a blood sport type thing. It's like, you know that. Those be those dogs that brought that hair around here. This is going to be the third pass. Somebody probably ought to maybe spread out. You guys spread out along this trail here, and we'll we'll try to try to go ahead and end this one. So yeah. catch dogs or shoot on the trail. The because hair. that's the only place you can see to shoot. Yeah, that's <laughs> the truth. A lot of these places are too thick to even shoot. You know. Yeah. You get a little lane a couple of feet long. You're lucky. So. I think it. I think it'd be good when we talk about how thick it is and stuff. <laughs> what happened to you today, Matt? When you got off the trail back there? Oh, you talking about the three hundred foot circle I walked in? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Need a compass or a GPS if you're going to go yeah. far off the trail around here. <laughs> it's it's just so daggone thick and i i did the same thing last year there aren't any landmarks really i mean it's you're talking 10 foot visibility in a lot of places well, and you're walking and trying to keep sticks out of your eyes and uh, pine needles out of your shirt and next thing you know you walked in a 300 foot circle <laughs> i don't even know how you re- realize that did you look at your gps and realize you did that or i saw the same deadfall that i saw the first time i walked by it so <laughs> time to adjust my uh bearing a little bit and then you're thinking there's no way there's no way i just walked by that and then you check your gps it's like wow <laughs> I just walked a circle. I didn't. I only heard about that, or only read read about that in books. You know. Yeah, and then there's you know Samuel with his nice new walking stick. He oh, drops it a hundred yards back when we <laughs> caught dogs, and he was seriously thinking about just leaving it there rather than walking back a hundred yards to get it. It was hundred yards doesn't sound like much, but oh my gosh, it's so thick. It's, you got to fight through every step. Well, last year that same place where Matt walked that circle. And you, you did this to me on purpose. You, you, we had that hair running back in there, and you said, "Hey, I don't know what you're gonna say, but I'm not gonna." I, you walk right into it. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go back there and see if you can turn those dogs this way? And it's like, "Yep, I got another one to go back in that stuff and do that." And it, it was starting to get dark, and I was kind of like, "Wow, I've seen Hunter Ed videos how this ends." You know, some crazy man lost and disoriented and dies of hypothermia and in the bush in upper michigan so (laughs) yeah buddy yep crazy stuff well i'll tell you what you guys got anything final thoughts i think we'll wrap this up i'll tell you what i i thank you guys for inviting us to come up it's really cool it's it's really cool it's really relaxing to come and hunt and you guys are putting in all the hard work with dogs and feeding dogs and different stuff like that, and I appreciate it. Hey, we we, we appreciate, appreciate you coming. You guys brought some good food. Turns out you guys are both good cooks, so we appreciated the yes. the dinner you cooked up. We like to eat. Heck yeah! Well, we so do we. Yep. Yep. We're good. We're good. Well, guys, appreciate it. And uh, like always, until next time, you follow your hounds. I'll follow mine. <laughs>